Honey, where's my delivery <laughs> pants? They're next to your local H pants where you left them. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast with your hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco. Why you want to tell me how to live my life? Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Elsie, and I'm joined, as always, with a retracting Baco. How are you, sir? I am well. You know what? I think maybe retractive. It almost has the word attractive in it, so. Mm, like attractive. <laughs> Attract, uh, attractive and retract. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll go I, with it. I, I, I am doing good. I do have something that I do need to correct from our previous episode. I'm gonna, unlike the newspapers or or those those idiots at CNN and mainstream media, I'm gonna put it yeah. right out there in front. I'm gonna get it out of the way up front. Last week I was talking about uh, we we were going down uh, memory lane on the interviews, and I mentioned another podcaster doing a Doyle interview that uh, apparently went as well as mine. <laughs> I said Eric shoot. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure how the word Eric came in there, but it's Chuck Shoot, the Chuck Shoot podcast. It's a wonderful show, by the way. Go check it out. He does all sorts of interviews. Uh, but my apologies to Chuck. It was just a slip of the tongue. You know, uh, my brain has all these information just scrambling around. It's like a, a lottery ball being sucked and so it's it's Ooh. it's a crapshoot on what two names i'm going to pull when i'm trying to remember somebody's name so uh anyway my apologies to chuck uh but yeah definitely uh we'll check out his doyle interview start there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that putting it right up front not stuck in the back page mm-hmm. or at the end is a footnote i like it that's res- that's what that's what a respective rock journalist does yes so I, just, just hey, doing your job man doing my job right <laughs> yeah and and also i think that basically you said that because you're. I think you because we were because we were talking about Eric Church. I think you. you yeah, I'm sure that's. What, honestly, that had to be it. Yeah, I, I was blame, so blame mad Eric Church for that too about Eric Church. Right. Still am. It doesn't take much. I brought it up in the Ron Keel interview, and again, I'm like, I let him go at least. <laughs> uh, uh, but in the back of my head, I'm still fucking fuming over that fraud. Fuck. Fuck him. Did you see yeah. uh, um, uh, God, Randy Brown came in and commented and said he got he used uh, church as a verb. He got churched. Uh, a concert got oh, canceled at the last second. But <laughs> Right. A, ha- a haunt concert, I believe. Oh, boy. That, what that was. A- any, anytime we, so that's what I'm talking about. When we are adding to, that's when we are adding to <laughs> culture. When, when people are using, using certain things uh. in our show. In normal conversation, easy now. So we uh, don't want someone to think we invented churched. Uh, well, we might someone someone somewhere else might have said it first, and then we're now we're in trouble. Oh, ap- sure. No, I, I think we wear our influences on our sleeve. 
I'm going to start wearing tank tops just for that reason. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Please. Don't. All right, buddy. Uh, let's uh, let's do a classic Cobras and Fire hard shift. Uh, is there anything you want to know? Warm me up with today. I just passed my physical flying colors. I'm a, I'm a healthy healthy podcaster. Um, but I got to tell you that going to a physical these days, I thought there was more involved. Like I was all like. I remember getting the physical and you're expecting like the balls to be cupped hmm. when you go in. Does that kind of a thing? Like I was practicing my cough before I went in there and, and it was just kind of like, you know, blood pressure, good, all this stuff like that. And it, it was really quick. It almost seems like a cash grab, these physicals. Yeah. Uh, I recently got my blood pressure checked and it was good. And then the, yeah. as the doctor turned around, I could see poking out of his little white coat or the nurse poking out of the, his white coat was like an Eric Church CD in the, or, or T-shirt, and then my blood pressure just skyrocketed. Uh, I was... <laughs> Appropriation! I see the devil horns! Pick! You're either country or you're rock! She's like, I'm a member of the church choir. That's <laughs> right. He goes, we're going to retest, we're gonna have to retest your blood pressure. No, I mean, it was, everything was good. I just think they're like, uh, they always try to find something they can try to give you, though, so they can charge more to the insurance companies. They're like, well, what's the last time you got a tetanus shot? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, let's get it. So point being is if. You got a tetanus it, shot during, for no during, reason? Yeah. Yeah, but but well, they said like they have a, there's no record of you having a tetanus shot since you've been in you know here from uh, this place since 2016 or whatever. I'm like, okay. So the point is, if during this podcast, if I step on a rusty nail, I was just going to make the go. rusty nail joke. Nice. Like, I'm, I'm, but 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 also think about that. Like like that's a shot that's kind of like. Can you? I mean, can you imagine if you knew somebody and you're like, what happened to Steve? Oh, he died. Rusty nail. Stepped on it. I mean, what a terrible way to go out! It's like you and a balloon can both be taken down the same the same way uh, before you had. <laughs> the balloon it, would go a lot quicker, though. But uh, yeah, if you if you step yeah. on a rusty oh, nail, like leave it in your foot. And, it's a slow death, and and don't go to the doctor. It can kill you. But typically, <laughs> when okay. when I you, you step on a rusty nail, if it's bad, you go to the doctor and uh, they give you a tetanus shot. So. Okay. Well, I, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I need to I'm get one to then. I, last time I got one was 2007 uh, after a barbecue mishap. <laughs> <laughs> me, I've been going to junkyards and rubbing against old Chevys <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Feel like you can't get me. Yeah, <laughs> you're testing uh, it. I'm invincible. Just, just rust. I'm invincible, <laughs> motherfucker. Tet the shot right here. It's a little sore on the shoulder. Right on. But uh, anyway, anything else? Uh, you're you're you're. You're you're good to go. Yeah, everything yeah. else I've ever said on the show has been spot on, one hundred percent accurate. I just made that one mistake. <laughs> okay, good, nice. Um, but I also wanted to comment about the Courtney Cronin Dold interview that you had mm. recently. You're one of your plus ones. Yeah, it's always um, fun to talk to Courtney. Yeah, and you know there was a couple of things I just want to comment. I, I enjoyed the edit just as a feedback where you guys were discussing. I think you were te- teaching her what a chode was <laughs> and a taint and everything. And then and then right and then right at the end of that conversation, you segued into lick it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought that was a good edit. Um, and and also you know I, I just she was commenting on on the fact you know hey you're doing the Baco plus one. Sorry that. Elsie couldn't be here, and she said, and I think, and I don't want to misquote her, but I think it was something along the lines as well, I didn't think he was a real person anyway. She said until she, said? she met you on the cruise, I didn't I didn't think he was a real person until I saw him on the cruise. Which I, I was kind of a mind blower, because I was like, wait a second. Uh, 
I think that's some extra level, level uh, shade, you know, mm. throwing some shade in my direction because for, for I have met her since 2017 many times in person. And it kind of made me think <laughs> maybe I'm not a real person because she's met me in person several times. We've had lots of conversations. We've, we've, we've been online together. I'm like, am I, am I real? Am I not real? Uh, did G- Geppetto not finish the job? Am I the Pinocchio of podcasters? I mean, I mean, seriously, man, have you ever I'm seen not real? Am I, I'm, have you, have you seen that movie go. identity with John Cusack? I have. Maybe everything is just in my head. Like you don't exist, she doesn't exist, and I'm just some mm. fucked up weirdo in a basement. Maybe even I'm part of a memory of something else. I don't know. Maybe we're all characters in John Cusack's head. I don't know. I mean, my my ego was 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 going just fine. Then I heard that <laughs> comment, and I'm like, I'm like, maybe I am just. Is that how people think of me when they meet me? I don't think that guy's real. <laughs> Everything he just did. You know, was you got to ask to me, his hand was in, in your back pants, uh, back your, your butt pack, butt pocket there. So if he could, oh, if he true. could feel that, then, then I think that means you're real. So, um, well, is yeah, that what it is? Yeah. You got to remember that she does. Uh, she, <laughs> she's a comedian. The ass pocket test. Yeah. Real. You remember Courtney is a comedian, so I think it was a cheap shot. Uh, but no, let's uh, let's go with the ego slap, uh, throwing some shade. But I loved it. This is my point. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I know. But, but also, I of course though, cleverly but, edited out the the rest of of, of what she said. So it oh, probably so okay. <laughs> you fixed it and edit. You made it worse. Yeah, edit and comment. I mean, That's good. Yeah, I've been known to uh, to. Slightly alter the the context of a comment uh, uh, for the podcast. I'm actually just wondering at what point during the show now is there's going to be that sound effect where it goes like a rewind, and I'm and I've said something wrong that you could bust me on in the past. But uh, you make it pretty easy. You know, I got to be honest with you. You're you're half lawyer and half uh, uh, Lucy from Charlie Brown. Like five cent psychiatrist on everything. I'm like uh, a, a Kim Kardashian level lawyer. I'm going to put on a bikini and study for the bar. Yeah, I like it. Oh, good, another Kardashian reference. That's now two. Mm, nice seven years. All right, yeah. another All right. another wonderful person. But, uh, Her and Eric Church should fucking marry. <laughs> that would make you your head explode, would it? It would. It? Yeah. No, actually, actually, no. Got, that would be perfect. Okay. I, to me, the, the gathering horrible people together in a small area is 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 best. <laughs> That's why Walmart okay. needs to exist because those those people are going to start coming to Target. And I don't want that. I want mm. I want to shop at Target in peace, you know, for the most part. So um, Walmart needs to exist. So, yeah, just don't breed and stay out of everybody else's way. I'm fine. Go be horrible and rich and do all your 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 self-indulgent crap. But uh, uh, so, no, I'll be, I'll be OK with it. Yeah. Eric Church and Kim Kardashian. And I'll start putting together a list and then we can we can pick one state and they can all live there. OK, Florida. It's dark and I'm lost, but I'll keep waiting here beside you. If this pain is the cost, there's no light that's here to follow.
It sounds like a project for you. Yes. You can go do that. I won't. In my free time. Uh, but there is, there is a, there is a project I, I think I would get behind and put my effort towards. And that is something you said kind of just as a, a, a just almost just like just a real quick comment during the Courtney, um, uh, episode two was the fact that you meant mention you may have made a joke, but I thought it was serious with you fact you said that, you know what, uh, being a kiss fan or being part of the kiss army is you get marginalized in the same way that, that, you know, uh, you said it's the same, it's, you, you feel marginalized. It's the way like racist with blacks and, and, and Jews. Isn't that correct? That's yes, exactly the same thing. It is 100% <laughs> the same. Um, you know, you wear a Kiss t-shirt in public and you just, shame. You, 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 get, you, you Servers treat you worse, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I just, uh, you, you typically don't get the same level of, I don't know, social graces that you would if uh, you were just a normal person wearing an, an Eric Church shirt. Uh, but right, uh, it, yeah, it is. I think it's true. I, I it's 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 rampant. I think like the other day I saw somebody checking out at the uh, supermarket and they were working at wearing a Kiss. Uh, I believe it was a, a a Kiss Rock the Nation tour, and I was like, oh, classic, you know, classic classic two thousand four tour. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm like yeah. I don't think that person's employed. You know what I mean? You immediately, you immediately, you immediately go for that. Yeah, like, I do notice people lock yeah. their car doors when I'm just walking by. Like, click, you know, it's like, but, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I stopped I mean, wearing I'm, kiss shirts I, in public because of the shame. No, and I saw he had some candy. I'm like, that's definitely not covered by welfare. You know? Yeah. I'm like, is, is he paying for that? <laughs> oh man. You know, that's not that's that's not food. It's not real food. You know? Uh, get, I, I understand if he's getting milk. But that's like that's that's gonna be out of pocket, buddy. That's gonna be two transactions. It's got to be off brand right? milk, n- not the Land of Lake shit. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that no, fat I mean, I think, guy getting his Land yeah. of Lakes. What's wrong with the 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 Storm brand? I gotta pay for well, you. That's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you know, I, I I don't think it's right for anybody to feel marginalized or less of a person just because of who they are. You know, just because I like Kiss doesn't mm-hmm. mean I I can't contribute to society in a positive way. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, and so I I I think it's time you know to include Kiss fan like you know in these pride rallies and things of that nature. You know, just LGBTQK. Uh, can we can we add the K? K-A. K-A, Kiss Army. K-A. Yes. And I think it should be LGBTQKA. And stop looking at me like I'm some kind of weirdo when I want the veterans discount and I whip out my Kiss Army identification badge. <laughs> I'm at Denny's. I, you I, get I, 10% off for veterans on Veterans Day. No, not for me. <laughs> But those 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 parades. Think about it. There's a big rainbow flag on one side and the Kiss Army logo on the other. Uh, just just me, <laughs> yourself, <laughs> just you. Just going though. Equal rights for Kiss Army members. Yeah, uh, like, uh, <laughs> and 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 the, everybody else like wants to get away from me as quick as I can. That's how bad it is. Even the other marginalized groups like don't no 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 not you. <laughs> Anybody but no. that. I mean think about it. I mean the whole fulfillment uh, uh team in Dubai is like fuck those guys. They can wait a year and a half for their shit. Yeah, exactly. Right? When am I getting my stuff, Paul? I mean, <laughs> those are kiss those those are kiss fans marginalized. Again, they'll wait. They'll overpay. 
Hmm. I think you might have just yeah. stumbled on that there, there might be a distinction I wasn't thinking about. Uh, uh, Kiss fans largely bring this shit upon themselves. Yeah, they, they have the, they have the opposite expectations of Amazon Prime. Two days, two years. Hmm. That's our shipping time. Yeah, there you go. By the way, I still haven't got my special Elder Edition vinyl, which is supposed to ship out in uh, a few months ago, and now it's early April. They said, and it's almost the end of April. So, yeah, that, that's Kiss Prime. You pay extra. You pay annual fee for that. <laughs> I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. making a lot of headway and other podcasts i'm sure have already gotten into it by the time this will be heard uh but uh, john bon jovi has had some i don't know less than stellar performances um make it out into the internet because everybody well you can't hide anything anymore elsie you can't hide it stayed away from it just because I thought it was the same old bullshit. It was it, re- it reminded me very much of uh I don't know like uh when Paul when people it's like all of a sudden people suddenly woke up and said, "Jesus, Paul can't sing." When it was like, "Where have you been the last 5 6 tours?" You know, I mean, it, it I didn't think it was any I thought it was more like that because I think John has lazily been mailing it in for a while. I I I've never really been a big enough of a fan to analyze it too much. I'm not someone who's going to go to a Bon Jovi show. So, but but when I see a video and he's like, he just kind of almost talks the lyrics. I just assumed, you know, yeah, like everything about him seems kind of weird in the last, I don't know, ten years. He doesn't even attempt. Look, I, I'm not asking him to go back to 1987 and dress like the Living on a Prayer video, but maybe look like you, you don't. You, you, I don't know. He looks like he just puts on the most basic fucking shit that you would put on to to go pick up your kids at soccer and his hairstyle has been weird uh, look his hair is gray fine whatever be gray don't but you can rock it up a little bit you can be because he's in good shape still i mean it's like just <clears throat> spend a little extra look a little nicer on stage the whole thing seems weird but anyway after this thing had been out for a week and it just kept getting steam i finally checked it out and it was actually pretty alarming this was not what I was expecting. To me, uh, this seemed almost like like there's something going on that is making it difficult for him to move his mouth. Uh, but what what did you think when you heard it? Did you think it was anything different than what it's been? Or the first thing that I was upset about when I saw the video footage was that they weren't on uh, on strings. Like anytime I see Bon Jovi, I always expect them to be like in that video. <laughs> on, on so you do want them to go back, back and, and uh, yeah. I do, I do. Which video is that? 
Is that living uh, on a prayer? Or that might that, be living on a prayer, actually. Thing? I think it is. Or, or is it, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember which one it is. But what was that about? Even then, that was confused. It was like, part of their videos. stage like, show. During the show? They just fly around like 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 Peter Pan. Is that what it was? That part. Of, in the I of the never show? went to the I mean, tour, but like, that was my understanding. And... That that video was shot in Rochester, Minnesota. Fun fact. Really? Almost everybody okay. I went to high okay. school with was there, according to them. But mm. uh, I was not. I one hundred percent. I did not go. To me, it just sounded uh, bad. I mean, I don't. I didn't do any deeper analysis from it. Just you know. I would say that he gave vocals a bad name and he's living on a prayer and whatever other pun you want to say. It just was, it, I mean, those are the headlines you're mm-hmm. going to see. I, I talked a little bit more about this on the the Ron Keel interview. So anybody heard that, got to hear his opinion on it. And, and, and I set it up as a question more about like, what is he? Because, you know, I mean, he's been singing for 30 years. I can, mm-hmm. I know what it's like to lose your voice, like, you know, and lose it like as you're doing a performance. It's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nerve wracking, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, what the fuck do I do? How do I get through this? Uh, but this doesn't sound like he's lost his voice. And like, I, it, what was different was in the past, it just seemed like he just wasn't putting effort into it. Maybe he can't sing like Paul. You know, like like when you hear Paul sing, it hurts. You can almost feel it. Uh, with John Bon Jovi, it was like, well, I'm just cashing a check. Uh, whatever, which is weird because he also like puts a lot of effort into like, I don't know, social. Uh, causes at every stop that he goes to, like every tour stop, he does like some he goes visit some food shelf or something like that. Tries to you know to to raise money and 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 help each city as he goes through. So he's he's been kind of a an advocate for a lot of positivity and and stuff. Anytime I've seen him talk about those things, he doesn't seem like he's out of like lost his head or or out of his element or anything like that. But then you see him saying he's like. You get love, bad name. It's like, but this to me, I actually heard his voice. It sounded like the mechanics and the muscles could actually hit notes better than he's been hitting them. But it's all over the place. It goes up, it goes down, and it, it's like he can't control it. It's almost like he can't hear it, and he's trying to find it and, and get a feel for it. It's more widespread than maybe a bad ear monitor night. You know what I mean? It, it seems like it's bigger than right. that. Right. Like you can just pull them out. Like he's lost. No, I, I, I think I, if I'm understanding you right, like when I saw Karabi sing on the Monsters Rock Cruise, he just lost his voice. You could actually feel the pain. Yeah. You could feel he'd like blown his voice. And it was very obvious that he was kind of like pushing through it. That was what I yes. you know, uh, yeah. saw from, from, from that. Or, or Paul, where it actually is painful and there's a certain thing like he's blown, like just like it just doesn't work. Where you're saying that, that, that with John, he just doesn't have control of where he's, it seems like he's, it, it's just, Bouncing all over the place. Yeah, like like he Up, can't down. control it. Like you know, like it's it's a muscle that you kind of you know his pitch just. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything quite like it. And the thing is, uh, Ron Keel's take was that to to him he said it looks like drugs. Like he's on some kind of uh, whatever it's. I don't know what that means. It's pretty broad. Whether we're talking something illegal or something maybe he's being overprescribed, something like that. But at the same time, he made the point that, but he's also playing that intro to Wanted Dead or Alive, which is a fairly intricate little piece. And if you're that drugged up that you can't control your voice, you probably can't pull off that that little you know intro there. So I'm back to thinking, I don't know, maybe there's a, <laughs> again, I don't know fucking anything, okay, other than what I watched, and I'm I'm only making these comments because it, it was kind of strikingly shocking, and I was not ready for that, 
Uh, so who knows what's actually happening, but I'm like, is it neurological? Something physical, like he can't hear, he can't, something's happening with his brain where it won't, like, you know, I can't remember if the left side or right side controls that, but you know, you get where I'm going here. It's just like, it seems bigger than just a bad vocal night or not giving his all. It seems like there's something bigger. Now, it may just be a bad night, and again, he's kind of a weird dude. Like I said, he, he dresses like he just... You know, went to Goodwill, picked out three things that sort of fit, and then walked on stage. I, I, I really don't get overall what his 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 aura is nowadays. And then he, you know, he writes really boring music. And I, I don't know. You've given this a lot of deep thought. I have not mm. on this. But uh, yeah, something's wrong. Maybe he just can't tell. How bad he's singing? I'll tell you this, though. In preparation for today, I wanted to watch it one more time last night. Those videos have largely been scrubbed. I found uh, a couple of further away ones that were still up there, but you couldn't hear the audio quite as clear as the ones that were circulating. So, uh, yeah. And they all say copyright infringement. That kind of deal. uh, They're aware of it. a A Bon Jovi scrubbing team that's going out there and getting rid of, man... That's how you know you're doing bad. Maybe he's even aware of it. Like, I think a lot of people like like Paul just kind of like, uh, they just pretend it's... Actually, I think the way Paul handles it as far as that aspect is the way to handle it. Just carry on, do your shit. You know, it, especially if you're going to be so abrasive about it anyway. Fuck it. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. I'm just going to go be do this. Take your dumb videos. Make your dumb little clips where you show that it proves I'm lip syncing. There's plenty of fans that will say it's just help. It's not lip syncing. I never really had a big prop. Like I said, I've never been a big fan, but I always thought John seemed like a decent guy. Uh, so uh, all the sure. best for him. I hope I'm. Uh, I hope it is just maybe a head cold. Let's let's go with something positive. Like uh, he just a little stuffed up that night, and he can go back to being his lazy ass self in in a week or two. time we talked you kind of teased that there were some shows coming up that you might be canceling going to at the last minute one of them being a show that got canceled <laughs> on you uh local h churched you a, a year or so ago uh thanks uh, thanks randy brown um but they they just so recently came through they made it they actually showed up and played did you go i did yes it was a wednesday evening on 420 get high in 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 mile high mile high baby city. That's right. This was the <laughs> local H what re re what re 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 tour at the and this uh this little club which I've never been to. This is one of like three um in the area that I've still not been to. Uh is right around the corner from 
Coors Stadium in Lodo holds maybe <laughs> 300 holds maybe 300 people. Uh, Max, the douche factor um, just went up. Uh, what day of the week was this? I bet. Just real quick, what day of the week was this? One. Wednesday. Okay, so no girls volleyball on the on the local calendar. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was to cancel it. Yeah, yeah. This is to go to regionals. To? This game's no. important. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. That's right. But but yeah. So so headed out there and um, yeah. Wednesday night, I would say there's probably 200 hmm. people in there. It's pretty it's pretty packed. Nice. I was pretty impressed with the the turnout, um, especially for during a weekday. And well, it uh, is Lodo. <laughs> you can always count on Lodo. That's true. They, they bring in they bring in the extra extra local H fans. But you know, get in there and this place. First of all, this place is one of the darkest uh, clubs I've ever been to. But and it is is just tight. But I basically I got there right when the opening band ended, and I saw some guys coming out there. Who one guy I, saw, I was like, that guy is pretty fashionable, or you know, looks a lot better dressed than a normal roadie. And I realize it's just Scott Lewis, oh, you know, the lead singer. Be, I was hoping like it was going to be John Bon Jovi. Like <laughs> He's out there. Okay. <laughs> he dresses up nicer to, to go see local H than he does for his own show. <laughs> Honey, where's my local <laughs> H pants? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Who's you're saying. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did. I, I put on my local H pants that day. <laughs> um, special pants. <laughs> but, but they had, but like... Uh, uh, you know, who, what other roadies have you seen that are kind of funny? Did you see like Winger setting up for for somebody I else, saw, or, or Michael Sweet? Has well, I, <laughs> Kip Winger came out and uh, helped uh, replace a, uh, a Marshall head for I believe it was Dockin. Uh, they kept they blew out the two they brought, so he carried one out and set it up for him. But yeah, Striper uh, Michael Sweet was actually on stage just before them, you know, setting his pedal board up and everything like that. So yeah, they, they're definitely minimalist tours. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, this would be the minimalist of minimalists because first off, look like is a two person band and yeah, the drummer and Scott, Scott Lucas are basically their own roadies. You know, they set up the, the drum drum set right up front, put up there. He has like, I think like almost like as far as pedals, cause it's all effects. Amazing! I've never been that close where you see all this stuff. That the pedals are just insane that he has to have on on stage mm-hmm. to do all the different tones and everything. But anyway, so they, they get up, they they killed it. They, they I, all I can tell you is it'll be in the show notes, people. I'm still trying to convert as many people as possible that are out there. Uh, I have a playlist of the set list that they that they did. Albums, pack up the cats, lifers, great, just straight up rock albums. And that that 90 minutes, it was just joy for me. Right right, so they just they they they, they killed it. And I and to me that's just pure rock and roll. And what I mean by pure rock and roll is just energy, working the crowd, catchy ass four minute songs, jamming, and just uh, a great mix. No orange amps, still sounded good. Hmm. But the 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 point of this is that there was never a single time during that that ninety minutes of of pure rock and roll that I ever thought, you know what. I might hear some backing tracks mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. or this might have this. There, there might be a little bit of help sweetening the mix here. No, just fucking. That is what real rock and roll is: mistakes, jamming, and just energy. And I felt baptized when I left there that night. I was so glad. It was one of those nights you just go out. You're in the middle of the week. You're tired. You went out. You felt more energized the next day, even though you had less sleep. Right on. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, those, absolutely. Those I think days? that was uh, my experience. 
last December with uh, Glorious Sons. Now, the world took a giant dump on me for there about, you go. about a week right before that, which probably right. offset the, the joy. But yeah, absolutely. That's one of the reasons we go to concerts, right? Everybody out there, you know, it's like you, you get this kind of euphoric sense of, well, community... Uh, the music is, you know, it, it, it hits you, and I don't know, you just, uh, you, you meet, you know, temporary friends and all that good stuff. And it, and, it, and it went to the whole thing of, like, like, and we'll get into this in a second, but anybody that ever says, you know what, it's the backing track thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry if I'm going the wrong direction here. Do you want me to, do you want to segue Go for it. better? I think you're okay. The- uh, I, I'm not, yeah, okay. keep going. When I left the Monsters of Rock cruise... At one point, after many days, and there were some bands that definitely use some some help uh, in the 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 mix. Bob Kulik's hair was I, there. I, <laughs> oh, not help hair. No, not help hair. Yeah, that's kind of help I'm going to go on stage with. This just have a chair with Bob Kulik's <laughs> wig <laughs> from 1975. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, he yeah. hasn't needed it in a long time, so why not give it to me? No. So. This is what, yeah, this thing, you know, yeah, Bob didn't need help here. You don't need backing tracks. The whole thing is this, is that like at, at one point when you're watching a lot of these modern acts and everything that are, that they go on there and they say, well, you can't recreate this or whatever like that. You start thinking maybe backing tracks are okay. Now I'm not even talking about lip syncing here, people just to make sure we're understanding on the same thing. I'm just talking about the sweetening of the mix, the extra tones or all this kind of things like that. Like, like. After a while, when I saw some of these bands, I'm like, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay to have for certain bands. Maybe you should just expect it. And I just left that show thinking, okay, two people could make this this work with no backing tracks and just brought the heat. And I just got to say, I, I, I form my opinion, no backing tracks. Give it to me raw. Mm-hmm. I don't care if the choruses don't sound as big. That, that's, my, that's, that's my takeaway from this. Sometimes you start getting sideways with everything, arguments back and forth. Well, I've, no help. I've never uh, waffled on this at all. Um, if if someone isn't actually performing what you're hearing, uh, and again with the exception, like like a play and intro tape or something like that, that's something I'm talking about. But if you have no, 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 two guitar parts that there isn't even a guy off stage behind a curtain playing. Um, like it's a recording, I just I don't get it. You know what? You're right. You can't recreate the studio. That's the fucking point. Again, and right. I want to clarify something because it seems like you and probably a lot of people maybe misunderstood my point about the Super Bowl halftime show. I understand why that's not live. To me, my problem isn't that they lip sync. My problem is that like that was fucking amazing. You know, you don't stand up and applaud in a movie theater. You know why? Because the actors aren't really there. And it's always instant. It's like it's it's one song into it. People are rushing to social media to say, this is the best. This is the worst. It's one extreme or the other. And I'm there going, it's the same. It doesn't fucking matter. I might like it because, hey, it's kind of cool to see these old guys all together again. That was kind of neat. If they hired Jesus Chrysler to do the Super Bowl halftime show, of course we'd lip sync because you can't fucking do it and everybody complains when you try. It's the way people react. Stop acting like whoever's going to be the next one is going to be the worst ever or the best ever and we all compare it to Prince. The only one that I know of that did it live. But uh... Agreed. I do understand the difference. <laughs> You've made your point clear. <laughs> oh, now get off my lawn. <laughs> That's right, but anyway, so, so besides our opinion on it, 
Do you want to jump into some news out there of why we maybe were bringing the subject up? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely do. Uh, are we talking about the Santa Cruz? Should we start there, or should we? We should actually back up just yeah, a little Cruise bit. Cruise trunk. Right? Uh, oh, I, really? Okay. I want to back it up. Back it up. Beep. <laughs> beep beep beep. I want to go back to Sebastian Bach's Twitter war with Jericho Ooh. that we uh, eloquently uh, portrayed. I forgot about this. Back to the the this supposed beef between Bach and Jericho. Um, I'm not really sure how how serious to take this, considering uh, Chris's Chris Jericho's wrestling background and and Sebastian Bach being a complete idiot. But it basically all started with. Uh, one person uh, tweeting to Sebastian Bach, some, I don't know, some jerk hole on Twitter. I can't, I don't even have his name on the screen here, but it says uh, Chris Jericho is starting to look like Sebastian Bach. And of oh. course, uh, Sebastian Bach uh, responds with every single day for the last two or three years, somebody <laughs> tells me this, which so that was, you know, Sebastian's Twitter reply. Uh, hey, I, 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 I'm starting to see some connection between Bacco and Bach. I think it's maybe your alter ego is Bach-O, because you guys both go off on, about shit on Facebook. Sebastian Bacco. Sebastian Bacco. Yeah. yeah Continue. Right. Uh, well, of course, after that, some other asshat on Twitter had to chime in. He says, this time, this time kind of coming at, at, at Sebastian Bacco. Oh, okay. Uh, and it said, <laughs> uh, you partied too much. Jericho has you beat. And, of course, Sebastian Bacco is not going to let that go. Uh-uh. He definitely does, considering he mimes to a tape. <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah. of, cor- of course, one other guy, just random dude. Now they're starting to get at, 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 at old Sebastian uh, here a little bit. And he goes, you know, he tours with his band, right? I've seen him live a couple times. He's not lip syncing. And that's where things get dirty because old Bacco. Baco, whatever we were going to call Sebastian (laughs) here. He goes, cool, let me see a clip of that, because every single clip I've seen is Millie Vanilli. (laughs) And here comes Jericho. (laughs) Awesome. I see my ass off every night. Do you really want to go there, dude? Hi, I'm Chris Miller Vanilla Jericho. I have five top 30 singles in the last five years with my band Fozzy. I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Bach, who had three top 30 singles 30 years ago. I always admired him as a singer and a friend, and I still do. That's great, man. Is there a clip of you actually singing live? Because all I have seen are clips of you miming to tape. Congrats on the radio hits, and your hair is certainly looking good these days. I've seen the derogatory comments towards me from somebody I considered to be a friend. So with that in mind, I'm happy to have a singer for Sebastian Bach. No effects, no turning, no bullshit. Bass is a great singer, but I'm better. You got my number, dude. Call me. Where is the derogatory comment? <laughs> All I ask is to see one single clip of you singing live. Every clip on the internet is you miming to a tape. I will sing in your fucking face anytime. Jericho and, 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 and Bach go back and forth, basically. You're using lip, you know, backing tracks. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Basically, that that's the... the, the the gist of that. All right, so Jericho mm-hmm. patently denied using it. Now, 
fast forward to just recently uh, a band called Santa Cruz that I had kind of largely forgot about. And honestly, the first time I heard about him, heard about them, I think they were touring with Sebastian Bach. And this was very similar to the Bon Jovi thing where I'm like, I, I don't care. I'm not going to watch the video. I just don't I don't even know these guys. But again, it just didn't go away. So I finally watched and again, it was fucking kind of shocking. All right. You know, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the video footage of Millie Vanilli getting caught, um, Ashley Simpson, at least when that happened, you saw panic and fear like, oh God, fuck. Um, I, I have no idea what these guys are doing. They almost act like this is like when you watch it and then they all just kind of like as a group kind of turn to look at the drummer. At first you think like, oh, something's wrong, the wrong track played. But the drummer's right on the track. They're all still playing, maybe. But they don't really seem like, oh, this is, okay, we'll, we'll just kind of do this, and then we'll walk back around and, and then start picking back into the song at a certain point. Um, but, yeah, basically you can hear all these vocals, and three guys have their back turned to the mic for a significant amount of time. That, of course, uh, set Chris Jericho's... Uh, close personal friend Eddie Trunk into a tizzy and uh, Eddie Trunk <laughs> tore into them. Now, just before Eddie. this show, Jericho came out and admitted that they use backing tracks and that it's okay because everybody does it. The next day he goes on to Eddie Trunk's show. Eddie has been pretty vocal against the use of, of uh, backing tracks, um, that kind of stuff, especially with like Kiss, you know, he's mentioned. But uh, he didn't sure. he didn't mention it uh, during his discussion with, with Jericho. But to even further yeah, why not? double down, uh, when Eddie saw the Santa Cruz footage, he had nothing but just vicious vitriol about this stuff. And he tore into how rock bands need to stop using backing tracks. And again, conveniently leaving out, you know, Fozzie from the conversation. Uh, and sure. But I got to tell you, the, 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 the Santa Cruz thing really got me thinking now about 2010, 2005, somewhere in that range. I started to notice a certain clarity at live performances that I largely attributed to probably advancements in PA and, and being able to admit, you know, things were going digital. There was a lot of things that you could do. In-ear monitors uh, were becoming, you know, a norm on lower level shows. So I kind of kind of tied that all together. What I heard coming through the PA uh, from the Santa Cruz show now has me thinking, I don't know. I think I've seen a lot, a lot of bands that use a lot of it. And I'm now, now I'm going to start questioning. I'm going to probably be a little bit more nitpicky dick at these shows, but I'm thinking Red Sun Rising all of a sudden. Like, God, those guys really did sound pretty crisp and they ran around a lot. Uh huh. Uh, Boba Flex. Uh, every bar they played in, it seemed like, fuck, that is tight, man. That fucking, you know, and, and again, I don't know, but now I'm like, I because I've never worked with that. I don't even understand exactly how it works. You know, what I mean, the drummer has to play to a click, and a lot of times the drummer, you know, especially a band of my level, if we did it, we probably wouldn't be able to have the drummer hear the click and the rest of the band. So he'd wear headphones and hear a click only. They have things kind of, you know, a little further advanced for a larger show. You spend a couple grand, I suppose. But again, I just, how do you time everything up? Like, what presses play on the music and the backing tracks, things of that nature. Now, I saw Def Leppard in 98, and that was probably the only time that I was standing in the audience going, oh, well, they clearly are having backing tracks. But that was just largely on their choruses. I'm like, because 
I don't care how good of a singer those guys are. There aren't six Joe Elliott's up there. There's only one. Correct. And when you hear yeah, those big yeah. Def Leppard choruses, as much as the videos will show all five of them singing, you're largely hearing, you know, probably three octaves of Joe Elliott. And then with, you know, the other guys, you know, and then they're doubling and doubling and you're getting these giant choruses and stuff. I got, I'm serious, man. I, 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 I hear shows that clearly aren't live. But now if it sounds really fucking good, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I, I'm going to, my, my skeptical mind is just going to start being, it's probably going to ruin concerts for me. You know what I mean? I, I'm just like. See, you are the new, you're the new rock and roll detective. You said I was in there that could bust people. That's you, man. Now you got the, the doubt. Yeah, but you're, your you're, I love it. You see an orange amp and you think things sound better. You, you It's all psychological with you. <laughs> okay, you know okay. what I mean? It, it isn't so the person is playing yep. or the knobs. They have nothing to do with it. Just Put an orange logo on the fucking thing, and LC will love what we do. Okay, Here, this is the part where this is called <laughs> invalidating. This is called this is the, he he now he's taking me. He's he's diminishing. <laughs> You're knocking me down. I'm gaslighting but, you. you know, this is is a, yeah, that's correct. This that's correct. Listen, listen. This is a, this is a psychological thing again. It's, it's <laughs> and then also by the way, he edits the episodes, so of course he's going to make me. He's going to loop something in there that makes me even sound worse. So just so you know, people, this will be edited out. Fake, I'm just letting you know. Uh, this, is just, this, is not, this is already gone. Oh, God. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, b- backing tracks. You're the backing track person of podcasters. You use, you use the power of edit. Not, not when we're live, baby. Not when we're live. We're never live, by the way. <laughs> Everything Rotten you're hearing. Pod. The point being is that the thing that offends me most about Santa Cruz, though, is the fact they're called Santa Cruz, and I think they're from Sweden. Yeah, of course. You know how much that pisses me off. <laughs> that had to piss you off, man. <laughs> I was like, these motherfuckers, not even from California, calling themselves Santa Cruz. Super confusing. Mm. Not even from so, Portugal, and man. Lips- no. I mean, uh, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, Santa Cruz is a Spanish name, so. Mm. Didn't even go that far. I did. I just, <laughs> name of a town. California, also a skateboard be, company, California. right? It is. That's the confusing thing. I, I I remember when I heard about the band Santa Cruz many years ago. I'm like, these guys are a lot more popular than I thought. Oh, not the band. It's <laughs> the skateboard company. I like the timeline too of like uh, basically. Uh, so the the day after, once this thing kind of hits out there, the uh, the singer sure. from Santa Cruz goes out. And says, you guys believe that? Have you ever heard of fucking up a gig just to get attention? It's working, you idiots. Something like that. So his first sure. his, his step one, say you did it on purpose and you did it to get exactly what he they're getting. All right. Then right. the next day, he does a TikTok kind of video where he basically, and this was, <laughs> he, sh- he played the backing tracks and then played him singing. There's been a lot of backlash after our show at the Whiskey last Wednesday, and we've been accused of mining on the track, which is not true. We did have backing tracks, but we just had some layers, and that is literally what every fucking big man is doing right now, which is happened to fuck up the timing. So I feel like I need to clear that out right now. So this is this is my vocals. This is what I do live. Show me the secrets that you keep under your bed Take me to deep and strongest places in your head Anyway, that's my track. That's 100% live. And what we had in the PA 
was a octave over harmony and an octave higher, octave higher harmony to back that shit up like this. So please do not talk about something you don't know anything about or do not accuse off of doing us of doing something that's not true. So Peace out and, you know, shut the fuck up. It made it worse in my mind. I'm like, okay, because he's like, see, it's just a couple octaves and then I do this in the middle. And I'm like, well, those two things that you just did make it sound like you do by yourself, except for it's professionally recorded. You don't have to worry about it changing from night to night. Uh, you know, I, and but he's like, use the, use the Jericho excuse. You think we're doing it? Everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then the last yeah. thing was, I'm sorry, I was drunk. It was alcohol. <laughs> And that's what caused all the problems. That's oh, oh wait, okay. I'm sorry. You got drunk, went and recorded backing tracks, and then instantly dumped them into your show. I <laughs> uh, just the the layers of this nonsense. And he, you know what? To his credit, they're getting way more attention than they would if they had just gone and done a show. But I, I don't know. This I, isn't exactly the, the kind of attention you'd think they'd want. But you know, you know people no. like Gene Simmons will say any no. press is good press. People just need to say, listen. And you hear this argument all the time. Steel Panther, not a big fan, as you remember, if you want to check out a past review. But one thing they said that I thought was quite amusing on stage is to say, hey, everybody, just so you know, everything we're doing on stage is 75% live. <laughs> or like that. They said, like that. He's like, he's like, so that's actually more live than most of the bands you guys love that we make fun of mm-hmm. or something like that. So he was showing the back. Then they did a part. If I recall what they did, here's the gang choruses. They went, bam, bam. They like did a thing on stage just showing all the, the, the effects they do. And they're like, who cares? It's a joke band. Well, but that might be an exception like, for me. Like, I would not be a... F- I think, again, I'm not a fan. I, I really don't care for the, right. their shit. Who cares for that? But, but I That's understand what they're doing, and I would not yeah. really be offended if, if they, like, almost because for the reason you said, they can make it part of the show. They can, they're not literally trying to convince anybody that they're really Steel Panther, you know what I mean? Um, but Eddie Trunk won't interview them but unless my, they come yeah. on out of character. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah. What's that? But but uh, Eddie. But yeah. So if you got, if, but but come on, you got you got your Eddie not getting really all fired up. I know that you gotta come on. You gotta use your real name, Ralph. The the good thing that can come out of this though is that Eddie says he's gonna tour with some band called Eddie and the Tapes. Is that is that true? I, I think I thought those is Eddie Trunk. He's gonna go on. Eddie, he's, he was making a joke saying that oh. at this point he could just go on tour <laughs> and just be called Eddie and the Tapes, and it'll be him on stage and just playing other people's music. It's funny it's, how it's, we it's, always it's still call thing. things tape. We have it on tape, but you know <laughs> everything's you know digital now. It's yeah. not even a fucking CD. Sure. Yeah. So. Oh, that, that's him. That's him. Ed, Eddie and the. Uh, I'd be cool the, if he's up there with a the boombox. He just plops a cassette in, changes it from time to time. <laughs> Yeah, then, then he just walks off. Yeah, hey. <laughs> he's done. He goes, same thing as the Santa Cruz show. Yeah, that's his joke. Yeah, you know? I guess. Uh, Here we go. It's, it's not that good of a joke, Eddie. Uh, but yeah, well, they're at least showing up, dressing up. They dress better than Bon Jovi. They, right there, they put in more effort. So, oh, okay. So, so we're having like they're halfway like a little, there. A little check, <laughs> checklist halfway. Oh, well, good point. That's right. 
Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it's, it's not like any of this. Is really, I think what it is too is is that nowadays when you hear all this, you're kind of not surprised. It's the same thing as all these these things. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that there has been a level that people expect now when they go to to shows. We're back in the day, let's say when we we're, we're going to shows. You're going to hear a shitty sounding show sometimes, yeah. and you just kind of like your ears kind of like toned into what you know about the song and you try to enjoy it. And sometimes the mix is going to be off, but then expectations rose for the live experience. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, did expectations like rise or did just uh, bands start doing this and then uh, suddenly like the toothpaste is out of the tube kind of deal? And, and I, I don't know that I made it uh, 100% clear. I'm now con- pretty sure that some of the music we're hearing isn't live. Like I've always kind of just oh I want to make sure that, that that's that's my point is that the layering yeah but too. but yes. uh, it's because to me I, I I always when I think thought of backing tracks I largely just thought of like choruses you know what I mean or maybe a little bit of mm-hmm. keyboard augmentation or something like that but now I'm like okay they don't fuck up the riff anytime they play you know I'm like uh, Black Veil Brides is another one I'm, that now I I've seen them unfortunately a couple times and. I don't think that band is live at all now. Um, I remember they got shredded because somebody showed the, like they had the, the wall of marshals, but they're like this from behind the stage is like this deep and there's, there's no like speakers in them. I didn't really, at the time I was like, well, who cares? It's just a stage prop. It's like, it's something along the, you know, it, they just think it looks cool. To me, it's no different than having right. a backdrop. But now I'm like, well, maybe there's more to it. Uh, so, uh, I just, the, it, it's sad. The prob- yeah. No, I know. And then, then you could you could argue that the other way too about backing tracks. You could actually argue for backing tracks because every time I've seen Chevelle, 100% live. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one takeaway. But I don't know that uh, uh, hearing them recorded makes it any better. But uh, uh, it, anyway, I like I I think part of the problem of this is that that whole Super Bowl halftime kind of mentality where we actually treat this as a pinnacle form of entertainment. When we really just look, it's almost made it acceptable now. You know what I mean? It's like, well, mm-hmm. wasn't that the most amazing? Perf- it wasn't really a performance, man. It was people walking around holding a microphone that's not turned on. I, I just, but it, it, it to me, it, it's that. It's the American Idol. It's the Voice. It's all these shows that kind of basically made the actual performance less important, the artist less important, and and just. I don't know. It's made these things okay. People are, you know, like I, I, I talked about it with Courtney. I like I, we're we're we're, we're witnessing it. You know, now that this happened after my I talked to Courtney, but I said if if Millie Vanilli happened now, it wouldn't be a scandal. Nobody would care. You know, I mean, people took their CD back to get a refund for fuck's sake.
some news from the Van Halen news desk <laughs> or some updates. It's weird that uh, on, that's a that. thing, isn't it? The Van Halen news desk. Isn't that like a website? Uh, something. I think so. Yeah. I think it's like a, 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 for, a forum or something like that, or, or maybe it's part of the Van Halen site. I can't remember. Yeah, it, but it is a thing. It, this is uh, interesting, I think. Um, uh, it, so this whole thing, actually, oddly enough, the ball got rolling on this thing from comments from Jason Newstead. Uh, he had talked <laughs> right. uh, that, that basically uh, that he had been in talks with Alex Van Halen, David LaRoth, and Joe Satriani about doing some sort of tribute. They keep calling it a tour. That That's the part that I think seems kind of weird. But a tribute tour to Eddie Van Halen. Um, and... Mm-hmm. All sorts of questions, of course, pop up right away when you hear it. One is like, is he fucking serious? It's probably the first one you, you come to. But almost immediately you get uh, confirmation from Joe Satriani that, yes, there were talks in place. Now, a lot of people read the headlining and move forward and, and just go with it. But talks in place doesn't mean anything. That means, I mean, this is spitballing. There are so many things. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it shouldn't surprise anybody because it's no different than anybody's other life. It's like you... you you talk about maybe where you want to go on vacation, but then you end up not going on vacation at all. You know what I mean? Something like that. So the, these these plans are, are discussed to kind of see if gauge interest, how likely it is to be done. You, you don't know, really know how far they get, but he did confirm there were talks. Right. But I guess my, my whole thing on that first, let's, let's go back to just the Newstead's first announcement, okay. like saying it randomly in, a, in an interview. To me, uh, the thing that's confusing about it is this mean that that's because Alex – has never uh, uh, seen to me as a guy that needs to be in the spotlight mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? As far as the most quiet guy, the guy, you've, I, I don't even know if I'd recognize his voice if I heard it on a, on a, you know, an interview. That's how little I've, I've heard him talk over the, over the years. And uh, to me, this sounds like this is something that Alex had an idea like, Hey, I miss my brother. Let's, let's put this thing together. And I want to, and want to put some kind of, that is where the talks I think would begin even for this to be a legit thing. Yes. No. Isn't that kind of where you, would I think if think? he's not involved, you, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. It did seem out of character, but then I quickly remembered, I don't even know the guy largely. I don't even know him as well yeah. as I know other rock stars for all the reasons you just made. He just isn't out there that much. You know, maybe he is really driven to do something like this. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, and Wolfgang said he's he has nothing to do with this, right? Didn't he make a statement? Oh, he said it's not going to happen. He... So shut up, quit talking about oh. it, all you old fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Is that his exact quote? That sounds like a quote. That's exactly <laughs> word for word what he said to me in my basement yesterday. So okay, good. But yeah, we so that's jamming. the first thing. It's like it's it's such a weird thing of of of. of it seemed out of character. But again, we don't know Alex. So anyway, but the, 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 is this a management thing or just the, the idea that even Newstead was part of the mix too is, I mean, obviously one of the biggest bands ever for, for 
grabbing a, a random basis for a, na- mm-hmm. a named bassist in there, but also the fact that Michael Anthony is alive. That was you know one of the, I mean? the biggest like, things. It's like, first of all, you, now I, maybe Wolfgang just doesn't want to do it. I would understand that, especially with, with his new project. It, uh, I think he's been pretty clear that he wants to do his own thing going forward. Right. Doesn't want to be pulled into it. Yeah. Right? Um, so, and, and kudos to him for that, man. I, I actually applaud him uh, on that, that aspect. Uh, but yeah, Alex Van, or yeah, Michael Anthony is still here. So the idea that he's not even discussed, and like we're just supposed to, to go, oh well, the, uh, well Newstead, yeah, yeah, you know, I can see Newstead up there. It's like, well, I don't know. I just I didn't Why? get that. Hey, uh, a quick side note: I, I was listening to the Chris Shiflet podcast. Uh, I think it's called Walking the Floor. Chris, uh, the guitar player from the Foo Fighters. Do you want, do you want to double check? Do you want to double check? You have that name right? I, I, I'm pretty sure I got it right. But the Walking the Floor podcast. How about that? But yeah, it's the Foo Fighters guitar player. This is obviously uh, was an episode recorded just uh, not too. It was before. Uh, it's a recent episode, but it was recorded before the passing of of Taylor Hawkins. Anyway, uh, he had uh, okay. Wolfgang on. And you know how I love my Eddie Van Halen stories, the one about like him being able to tell which cabinet had the wrong kind of like corner blocks of wood yep. in it. Um, he told a great story about how his dad would uh, demo new, like like when they would uh, release a new Eddie Van Halen guitar head, um, and how he would basically, I can't, he has a term for it in there, but that his dad used. But this is what he would do when he when he would get one new. Um, to test out, he would take it up to the recording studio, 5150. He would turn every knob on it is all the way up, plug it in, and just let it feedback for the entire week for a whole weekend. And so you would you would hear this like uh, um, like he would say you'd be outside and you could just hear this faint sound of feedback, you know, coming out of the studio. Weird. And it's it's actually quite genius. His reason for doing it, he wanted to make sure these things wouldn't blow up. Like they wouldn't lose power or something like that. They, if they can handle three days of just feeding back, they're never going to really be a problem for people that buy them and, and use them. So I don't know. I I love hearing stories like that, and it's just so DIY, Listen, low tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, that's that's what what uh, I think the 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 house next to Tom Hanks and the Burb sounded like. If you remember, <laughs> just this constant. How's that for a fresh movie yeah, reference, another, people? Another, another one. <laughs> well, yeah, getting back to the, uh, the the Van Halen reunion thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> Dave Dave LaRoth, uh, David David Lee Roth. Lee. 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 Yeah. Whoa. Get, get it ripped. That, that'll be fixed in edit. Yeah, right, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, I nailed it that time. Fuck you. Um, let okay. me find his. So David, of course, had some comments on it that really doesn't help much at all. He said, in my mind, Van Halen 4K in the age of COVID is going to require two of us for every position. Satriani and Lukather. He's talking about Steve Lukather, I think, from Toto. Yep. Uh, Michael Anthony and Newstead, Al or Tommy Lee. Probably the only one who could do my job would be Pink and Mitch Malloy. <laughs> Mitch Malloy's part was not said. But let's just go to that. Now, now we've heard this. This actually sounds like a, a, this. Th- did this start in April Fools or not? Because that's the whole thing about this whole whole thing. It happened in April. Maybe just April Fools goes for the whole month. Because now we've got Newstead. We've, so we have we have a Metallica ex Metallica bassist. Fucking Pink being recommended. Satriani is the only thing that even makes half sense because he's in Chickenfoot and everything like that. So he has that. Well, he's also Sammy and one of the ten guitar know, players on the planet that could of course. pull it off. But Yes, all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, where is this going? This is definitely a a. This I think was a Zoom call that went sideways. 
I, yes. To me, like the, the more you hear all this stuff, it sounds more like a tribute event, not a tour. You know what I mean? Like a one-time thing, kind of like, like they did with like Chris Cornell. Icon. Like, like they, they had just random yes, people yes. pull in and 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 at, at a single show, raise some money for some charity or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, now did, that that makes more sense. Do you remember that that show, Rock Icons? I'm like I think it was VH1. Like it was the early 2000s. They would have like a tribute to yeah. Kiss, and they would have like. Yeah, it was like their Rob version Zomp. of the it Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it only did like two years. And then you'd have yeah, like, one band like uh, uh, play like a super group. Or well, no, only one time they did that. It was always like uh, That's what I meant. Uh, well, no, no, one Kiss they put together a super group for. Every other one was just a band. Uh, got what's it? All time low or something like that. All American Rejects did like the the uh, Def Leppard, and then Def Leppard came out. And they, they they the All American okay. Rejects played like Photograph, and then Def Leppard came out and played a couple songs, that kind of deal. Um, but uh, I, I was thinking more like the Chris Cornell thing, or even the Prince thing they did here locally when he died, where it was just uh, oh a mishmash of just a bunch of people of all levels of fame coming up and doing a song with a different group, you know, or maybe more like the, the, the end of the rock and roll hall of fame ceremony, that kind of deal where you just get a, a group of people together playing something, but I don't know. Uh, I guess, I guess that makes more, more sense. A non-tour, just, just an event. Yeah. Then, then, then all more. these names don't, don't even, they all, bring anybody you want. They don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. They, have a party. But yeah, tour. I don't know. Dave only needs someone, two people, because I think Dave is starting to recognize his limitations. I think uh, good, good for him on that. Yeah, he just needs a little backup from from Pink. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Before I, uh, do you have any more on that? Because Newstead had some uh, comments post all this coming out. No, this is the part that I have not heard. So I'm I'm, I'm just as excited as the audience possibly. <laughs> follow. Yeah, well, it, maybe they've read it too. It uh, it's out there. But uh, yeah, he's blaming the reporter for for putting this stuff out there. He at no point says anything that that puts the reporter in wrong. In other words, he doesn't say I was off the record when I talked about that. I was very clear on that. He doesn't make those comments. He's like. I don't know why he included that. It was supposed to be about my Chop House band and the charity I'm doing, and you barely mentioned that. It's like, you just mentioned you were asked to join Van Halen, and you're surprised he put it in the fucking article? I mean, Jesus fuck, man. How dumb are you? Chop House? Possible Van Halen tribute. (laughs) Which one am I going to lead with? Look, I like Jason. He seems like a good guy. He had a really cool interview with Toomey not too long ago talking about Metallica's 30th anniversary. Anytime I've ever seen him, he just seems like a stand-up guy. This is, again, we're living in a day and age where anytime something you fucking said to a reporter gets reported, it's their fault. Jesus, man. And it's, it's like talking to you. Get control comes out of your mouth, man. No, I'm I think I think the reaction that that oh I hear hear what you're saying and, and like Satriani to that end was kind of like uh yeah I don't know why Jason said that we weren't we're supposed to release I think that was his kind of thing like that was supposed to be kind of like it's an all in well I, in process and I think here. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really he said I think he said like I'm really surprised he mentioned that in public <laughs> is kind of what he said yeah and look you know it was like it was like. It's like the mole rats scene. And maybe it's as simple things. as that where, like, you know, he got, he felt comfortable in the situation and maybe went a little further than he intended to. But, yeah. but just, yeah. just own it. You can dismiss it like that. Hey, you just say, look, I probably said a little bit more. And I, of course, it caused this whole thing. And that's on me. How hard is it to do that, man? I, right. Nobody's suing anybody. You know what I mean? 
Uh, but it does. It does. The tone I'm getting from all this is that like it's likely something that was discussed, and then it was just decided it wasn't that feasible. It wasn't going to work for what for a myriad of reasons: scheduling, uh, availability, desire, all that good stuff. Uh, so it, it, it takes a lot to put this stuff together. So it, it's not surprising at this stage in the game that it's not. So maybe Wolfgang does know a little bit more than he wants to talk about that when he says it's not going to happen. But uh, I think largely he doesn't want to be – he doesn't want that to be the talking point of every interview he does going forward, and I understand that. Basically, what I think Jason revealed is the same thing in Hollywood when they talk about movies being in development hell. You know, (laughs) things come out all all the time. Things come out all the time about like, holy shit, Nicolas Cage was considered for Superman and and, uh, Kevin Smith was supposed to direct it. That was like a development hell deal Mm -hmm. that came out like – Many years later, but yeah. those are just the talks. You know what I mean? Correct. Like the, yeah. Things that never actually come to come to come to reality. I, so, I don't uh, think people have that was. same level of passion. You know, so they they when they hear those news, they filter it properly. But when it's like Van Halen mm. back together, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Uh, so it, I don't know. Hold on, hold on. I actually have to take this is my this is the exciting part of my life. Okay, is my uh, washer. Hold on for a sec. Hello. Should I uh, call Toomey to see if he can finish the episode for me? <laughs> no. What, what I'm going to say, just to so you know, what, what just happened here is podcast history. That is that because of the importance of our audience, I have told the washer delivery, because they told my window is between 8.30 and noon, to wait. Because where the studio is, is right where the, like most podcast studios, it's right where the washer and dryer is. I would let them in and be part of the show. We could, turn, we could start recording the video. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, okay. Sure. I told him this guy was super mad. He's like, well, I'm right around the corner. I'm like, well, you told me between 830. It's 8, 8 o'clock on a Sunday, people. Who gets Come on, that's washers delivered on Sundays? Jesus Christ. Like, what, yeah, well, he doesn't I, have I, a I, life, man? Listen, I've <laughs> been wearing trying, the same underwear since Tuesday. He's trying to get to church. Yeah, he's trying to get to church. I got to get this goddamn washer dropped off before I go to fucking church. So you want me to actually tell, want me to call him back and have the washer being delivered in the, behind me? That might be fucking awesome. That's what I was for going a for. Clip. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I could record. I could hit the record oh, video I, button and uh, yeah, just hey, go over there, clum clum. By the way, you're on a podcast. I do have the actual Wolfgang comment if you if you like. Uh, Please, not, not what yes. he told me personally in my basement. Now it's probably out of line for uh, saying that on my own show, so I blame the show. Anyway, he says, yeah. uh, dumbass reunion isn't happening, and just leave me the fuck out of it. So, Wow. Okay, that's pretty good. It's pretty spot on. Pretty succinct. Paraphrasing. You know earlier. what I mean? I, yeah. You, you yeah. understand where he's, what he's saying there. I don't think there's a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of um, I don't know, no. ambiguity to Gray? what he's getting yeah. there. Yeah. Ambiguity. Ambiguity was the word I was trying to fumble out there. Sure. Good. <laughs> so anyway, it, I, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. It was it was a fun talking point, and uh, good to see the kind of the, the shit show it turned into. And the great thing is because Alex has no real social media or internet presence. There's no real way to like he can just sit back and go, yeah, fuck it, right? Your guys' problem. No, you're not. You're not. You're not going to hear from him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I, I would like to see some kind of like event. Where, where they brought a lot of people together and, and did something like that. Um, I would fear it would be too much 
like because especially with someone like David LaRoth being involved, that it would be the pinks, things of that nature. I I really would like it to be more a direct influence instead of people trying to glom on to a moment. But, uh, you know, yeah, it'll be what it'll be if it ever actually happens. Um, but, uh, anyway, we always, we'll always have the records. I mean, and if they do it, I mean, the good thing is there's already a blueprint print that's been made from the Mitch Malloy experience. Right. Yeah. Can bring upon. in Mitch, man, you know, bring him in. Uh, you know, where, where is mm-hmm. Mitch? Like, how come Mitch hasn't come out? You know, because Mitch knows how to, why is he, why is he not named as the creative consultant? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he actually knows how to do this. You know what I mean? Like you said. He's he, done it on the beach. Exactly. <laughs> he just do it with the ocean behind you. It still sounds kind of cool. If I yeah. had been closer, I would have gone. What is it? The toes in the sand? What's your favorite drinking the hand or Drinking my hand, got my toes in the sand. It, yeah. I don't know that's my favorite lyric, it. but it's a good lyric. All right. Well, uh, I think I'm, you're, you're. I think I'm done. Your appliance delivery call really threw off the whole mojo here at the end. So, uh, what do you it say we did. we get out of here? <laughs> All right, let's go. Rock is not dead, but Lowe's delivers on Sunday. There's something on my end here. What's wrong? Just one oh, second. You're, you're uh, all paused. Okay, I think we're okay now. Uh, I got a thing that... Now I'm paused? God damn it. Just wave your hand. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.